Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to Conversation and Clarity with Mia Monique. This is Mia Monique here, and we are coming to you live, and we are discussing tonight, Love and War, Can Men and Women Call a Truce? And we're going to have a special guest on tonight, and we're going to have Adar Zaheen. He's going to weigh in on this topic as the men's voice, and we're going to get the show going. Um... Just so we can talk about this topic, can men and women call a truce? Um, And this is an interesting topic because a lot of us um, see on social media or just in our day-to-day conversations where people are battling. It's like a battle of the sexes. And what we tend to see is, is Black men and women putting each other down or having this battle about what it is that Black men and women want from the other um, we have women using money, you know, as leverage to be in a relationship. And we have a lot of people who have different views on the topic. So we're going to dig, dive, take a deep dive into this topic. And hopefully we can get you guys' feedback on your thoughts and your um, and your feelings on the situation or subject. So... I think it'll be fun to hear Adar's perspective on the show. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and open the floor for um, Adar and I to talk about the subject. And let me just give you a little bit of backstory on this topic. Um, It's ironic that um, how he and I even agreed to do the show was because he posted a Twitter, a tweet from some young lady who said something like, um, can we forgive each other? Can men and women do that? Because we're tired of being without each other. So I thought that was interesting. And I really agree with the concept of us forgiving each other. It was like, it's time. And so here we are today talking about it. And I think it's going to be nice. And I really hope that this works out. So, and it does, because most of my shows always, always work out. Um, It's interesting that I've made some very, um, I've made some very great connections. And I've made some very, very good topics and discussions with very influential people. Um, I think that this has been rewarding for me and it seems like my relationship series have uh, really done well. Like most of my shows that are discussing issues between the Black community and the things that we deal with, it has happened. So I have Terrence. Um, Terrence, I'm going to ask you to unmute your mic. Um, I won't refer to you as Terrence anymore during the show. I'm going to call you Adar. Is that okay? Yes, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. So yes, I was just telling the um, listeners how my show has been really popular with the relationship series questions and topics. So although we see a lot of people don't engage much, they do listen and see it. And those type of conversations are the most um, 
positive conversations or the most watched conversations that I have. So welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, agreeing to speak with me today about this topic. And um, let's first of all, introduce you to the listeners and tell them a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you for having me on. Um, Definitely. I've seen uh, a lot of podcast titles and very interested in getting a chance to dig into all of them. I'm a little late with this podcast thing. Um, <laughs> I was told I should have been doing it a long time ago. And I just decided this was the year to finally do it. So, but um, Adar Zaire, by 10, that's me. That's what I go by. Each name has a, a, a meaning in itself. Um, you know, Adar is a Farula, a noble, or somebody exalted. I hear is to manifest externally and by 10 is the inner internally to elevate a person uh, spiritually so you know I like to make sure the words that I speak and the things that I say have a deeper meaning than just surface because I mean that's what this whole thing is about right now so um and I'm tired of seeing you know like you said I'm tired of seeing uh Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. The constant bickering back and forth uh, between our kings and queens and our gods and goddesses and things of that nature. Because if we really want unity, we have to start somewhere. And we have to make the positive push to make that happen. So I'm glad I'm getting the opportunity right now uh, to speak with you on this show. And um, I think we're going to have a some of this stuff down and definitely bring some clarity. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. No definitely <laughs> bring some clarity uh, to to what's going on. So uh, I'm ready when you are to kick it off. Well, we are already kicked off. So <clears throat> I think that it's interesting to talk about this topic and, and constantly seem like we're really discussing it so frequently. And so um, I think it's so popular of a subject, but it kind of is redundant to a degree as well, because we always seem to talk about these things where we're not talking about solutions. So we already know that there's a disconnect amongst Black men and Black women when it comes to relating and when it comes to our views. Um, But the solutions are rarely talked about from my perspective, from my eye view, I see a lot of complaining. I see a lot of gripes. I see a lot of, you should be this way. You should do this. Men need to do this. Women need to do that. But I don't see where we are collectively as a man and a female or as a black woman, as a black man coming together and saying, this is the solution to this problem. And also from where I sit, I see the contrast to successful relationships amongst Black men and women and the difference between those who are not successful at relationships. And it automatically points to the person's mindset, right? Mm -hmm. So when I think about how we see relationships, it is an indicator to me is that's the type of relationship that you're attracting to yourself. Right, right. But it's not easy for everybody to use that mindset. 
right? So if I saw that all men are dogs and they ain't shit, then I'm going to continuously attract those type of experiences. And so the main thing that I try to encourage um, people that I talk to or come across is that you need to change your mindset first in order to have different experiences. But it's not that easy getting people to to, to do that. And it, it's sad to me. It's sad to watch. But that's just my take on it. It's like, you know, you change your mind, you change your life. Right. And, you know, we do it in certain degrees, but it's just like certain areas like that relationship. They just will not let it go. And I get it. I've been hurt before by a man. I know how painful it can be. And, and I understand that men, you know, they receive pain and and rejection differently. So they they may not bounce back as quickly as a woman. But tell me what you think about it. Tell me your thoughts on how you see um, the difference between someone who is successful at a relationship and someone who is unsuccessful at it. Okay. <clears throat> My outlook uh, definitely lines up uh, some with yours. Um, I have a couple of other things that stand out to me and particularly um, we seem to be falling into a generation of <clears throat> followers and as ironic as it would be you know if you have any social media everything is called following you know so it's, it's, it's a psychological thing also now what happens when you fall into this following state you start seeing relationships other people's relationships I always tell people you have to play from the level that you are and you have to ascend, right? So hypothetically speaking, if you're a freshman and you should be trying out for the freshman team, then you're on the freshman team. You can't be the freshman trying to reach for the varsity team until you have the skills and skill set to be reaching for the varsity team. You know, they're not just going to pick you out and say, oh, we're going to throw you here because you need to show them you belong there. So I feel like it's the same thing with the outcome right. of these relationships when people are looking at people on social media and it's outrageous. It almost makes my stomach twist and knots when I see some of these, uh, uh, let's say, uh, A-list celebrity relationships and so many people saying goals, 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 goals. That's what I want. And it's just like, okay, you don't understand what those people had to do to get there for that type of relationship. You know, it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of work to dig from the core. And a lot of people don't want to dig from their core to put the work in. They just kind of want it to fall in their lap. And this is where we're having a big issue at with men and women. You know, you want a good relationship want these things but like you said you have to start working internally first you know you have to start working with the with the uh with the botan <laughs> you got to start working internally so correct start correct internally. like you said change your mind change your focus and some people say oh that doesn't work i mean i mean your heart mm-hmm. has it you know when your intentions are in something intentional you know and you know when you're just using it for surface level bullshit. I mean, let's just keep it real. We're adults. Correct. We know when we dress up a certain way, what we're going to attract. You know, we know when we say certain things, the type of people we're going to attract. 
So it's up to you mm-hmm. to really do the extra research behind what's coming to you to sift that stuff out. And this is where accountability, <laughs> which I, I posted the other day on my page, I said, you know, who needs devils, demons, and, and shadow work, and monsters, and all this stuff, when all you have to do is scream out accountability to people and they instantly start running. You know, stop running from yourself because Absolutely. they used to say back in the day, no matter where you go, there you are. You know, so when you're saying this stuff is following mm-hmm. you and you can't get it right, you know, you have to you have to take care of that with yourself. And this is where the whole truce starts. You have to truce with yourself first. You can't look. But the worst enemy is inside of you. Unless you could truce with yourself and get that under control, then you could start seeing things a little bit more clearly to be able to to truce with the opposite sex. You know, you can't war inside and expect that you're gonna have peace outside. And that's the main thing um, from looking at a person outside at surface level. Um, we see that they may be attractive. We see that they may be very um, well put together. They have the car, they have the finances, they have all that stuff down, but we can't literally see their mind. We can't literally see their hearts, right? And for a while, that's why a lot of relationships start off well. And then you you realize that you're dating someone who is you know, a little bit insecure, no matter how good they look on the outside. Um, They're very broken or um, they're not quite easy to love where they would start off on the right foot doing the right things, but then their true self begins to reveal themselves. Like a lot of people look at it as the mask falls off. Mm -hmm. But you know, if they don't, and I like how you put it where you said, you know, the internal person is really what shows up. And um, that that goes to say with a lot of the things that we see. So when you post questions like can men and women cause, you know, call a truce, you see people opposing that or they're they're really letting their true inner thoughts dominate their 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 words or and it's the truth. You have to listen. So bring, the bringing to that, I saw a. Well, I didn't see. I posted a question on my Facebook page. And I first asked men the question, okay? And when I tell you, men have the most to say about what they would like to see change in women. I mean, no matter where you go, where you put it, what you say, it's the men that have the most to say. And that's a, that's... That's alarming because I asked women. Now, out of the men, I got 100 comments. When I asked the women the same question, I got 13 comments. Okay. Now, that could tell two things. That could say I'm very, very popular with the men. (laughs) (laughs) Or, and the chicks just don't dig me, but I don't care. But listen, or it could just mean that men have the most to say. And a lot of the things that they responded with were just so mind-boggling and mouth-dropping. So I'm going to just talk about a little of the things that the men said. And then we're going to, since you're the man, I want to hear your perspective on some of the things that they had to say. So 
um, someone said everything unnatural and not normal. So I said, okay, I get the unnatural part, but can you explain not normal? And his words were uh, not manly, not strong, just feminine. So, okay, a lot of men feel women are not feminine anymore. And I understand, I do. Um, One said, I like to see women fall in love with their biological self and stop being at war with nature. Some things just are what they are. It's biology, not a conspiracy. Stop blaming men for self-hatred. So um, I'm going to just sit with that comment right there because that was a one where, where he was really saying the same thing that the dude before said, the unnatural, but more in a physical aspect. So now all of a sudden men are having issues with women who are electing to have surgery, the BBLs and the eyelashes, of course, and the the weave. So my thing as a woman, because I can see it from both sides. I'm a natural woman, right? I don't wear hair weave primarily. I'll say primarily because if I say I never wear weave or I don't, I'm, I'll be lying. Um, but I don't have to wear weave. Um, 95% of the time, I'm wearing my natural hair and um, my natural nails. My I do get my nails overlaid because it's just a stronger um, solution so my nails won't break. Um, and natural body for the most part. I'll say that. I don't have a fake butt. And um, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to be honest and transparent with my listeners. When I, in 2000 and <laughs> what the heck? 2000, 2006 I had a breast augmentation done. Now I I'm not new to the plastic surgery game. I've been there, done that. I did that back decades ago. Chicks now just starting to get in, into it, and that's cool. But I I don't follow trends, right? So I was doing that back then. And the reason for getting the breast augmentation was because I had four children. And that gravity or biology that the listener was talking about didn't do me good, okay? And I wasn't going to walk around here with some little prunes for boobs. And so that was a personal decision for me and my my happiness. Because if I, my boobs don't look augmented, they look natural. And I'm happy with that decision. I haven't had a surgery um, to, to my body since, but I, I did get my breast fixed back to look decent. And I'm, I will never regret it ever because I feel confident with them and I don't take off my clothes and I'm like, oh, my boobs are down to the floor. I don't like that, you know, and that had nothing to do with the man. I was married at the time and my husband encouraged that for me. You understand what I mean? So me having a breast augmentation was like, we, we decided that was cool and we loved them and I loved them. It don't have nothing to do with men, but I get it. You know, I couldn't imagine getting a fake ass. Like, I don't want that for myself. I mean, I just think, you know, 
I, I remember Nick Cannon said one day, he was like, mm, you know, fake asses are good to look at, but they're, they don't feel good. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know what they feel like, but they don't look good to me either because, you know, the proportionate, you know what I mean? Like, even when I decided to get the breast augmentation, I um, didn't go with the biggest boobs. I went with what fits my body. You understand? Like, um, I saw Nicki Minaj with Kevin Samuels last night and she's only 5'3". I'm like, how could you be 5'3 with all that ass and all those boobs <laughs> and hips and stuff? You know, that's, you're really short. Right. Um, so I really think that it's all about the person. So when, when I see men getting on women about making changes to their bodies, it hurts my feelings because it's just about what they want to do. Right. Not about men. We don't do that for men. But then at the same time, I'm looking at these men say this and I'm like, well, damn. Well, why do men, why, why are all these men walking around with beards? Oh, I'm definitely let you, <laughs> definitely let you, uh, <clears throat> let you know about that. Um, well, first, um, I want to, Cause ladies love it. Be real. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you like this. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm go back first, and I'm gonna come forward and catch up to where you were. Um, the comments, the unnatural versus natural, um, not manly, be more feminine, um, being at war with nature and self hatred. Um, some. And, and, and I'm not a generalization type of person. I don't, I think we come to a point in our life that we have to understand that generalization kills everything and it gives nothing a chance to breathe, nothing a chance to live. So we can't, I don't care how hurt you are, you have to come to a spot where you heal enough to not generalize men and women because everybody's not the same. You understand what I'm saying? I even told somebody before, I said, you have to understand that it's sometimes that 1% of men and and 1% of women that everybody is attracted to that have these issues. <laughs> and you only think that everybody acts like that because it's only that 1% of men and women that you are trying to go after. And people don't see that within themselves sometimes. You're attracted to a certain type of people or person sometimes. And even Amazing. though the physical is a different look and it goes by a different name, drives a different car, maybe lives in a certain area, but there's something that's still attracting you to the same type. And that goes back to that working inward. You know, that, that internal portion of yourself that needs to kick that and allow your space to open more mm-hmm. so you can see more than what you're seeing. Some of these men that speak in that form are hurt. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but some of them. Men don't have a heavy voice. They're, you know, most men don't have a heavy voice and don't really have an ear to, to get listened to most times. So most of the things that men say kind of form on deaf ears. It's like, uh, it's not important what you say. That, uh-huh. Okay, can I pause you right there? That's a misconception. Women hear you. We really do. And I'll, I will touch on that later when, when we're wrapping up because we'll, we'll be able to compare and contrast our, our thoughts. But 
I understand that a lot of men believe that, but it's definitely not true. Okay. See, now that's good. That's good to know to have uh, a woman's feedback on that, to know that. Yeah, okay, so you guys be hearing that sometimes, but some of you just don't listen. <laughs> you know? Exactly. But we got, yeah, we definitely got to touch on that too. But with that unnatural thing, I think some guys take this as a chance to get at you type of attitude sometimes. You know? Because um, if men sit back sometimes and feel that they're always castrated or spoken harshly upon, really don't say too much about women it's like the only thing that men you know you know you know how they used to say back in the day you have a relationship right and you break up with a woman and some women feel like that the man is not connected enough so they go out and bust up his car because they know that's something that he cares about <laughs> so I, I, <laughs> I mean i've done i've never done yeah, that but i, I do like, understand that, that it is what you guys care so about like that's get with not the, whatever's you know connected because i need you to feel something so i think when men get a chance to open up and i'm gonna say something i have to i have to make this very very important that when you listen to me speak regardless of what i'm talking about i am not trying to categorize all men and all women because i just told you i'm not into generalization so if it doesn't fit and it doesn't apply please let it fly like they always say but um when you get to that point when men start saying some of those things it's just harsh things because they really don't know no other way to bother women i think that women's natural bodies i i, I love women's natural bodies you know um i understand uh, taking care of it uh certain ways or whatever can can have an effect and, and then sometimes some people are just kind of born like that you know so it's, it's really hard to play that type of game me myself I don't I don't really push any woman to have any work you know I always say if it's something that's going to cause you health issues and stuff like that then by all means you know go ahead and, and, and do that but you know I'm not a woman so I, I don't deal with what women might deal with so my approach to what you do and what you don't do I I really don't have too much saying that. And I think when men get too vocal in that area, it's just a hurt thing for some of them. Um, yeah, I mean, I get it. But I don't think that men understand that because like, they're not hearing women. Now, I will say that some women have heard, okay, let me put it this way because I did say that in the comments. I, Men tend to, they're physical, right? So if men say they want a woman with a big butt, right? And she's slacking in that area, but she wants to attract more men or she's maybe feeling self-conscious already about the lack of bottom that she has. She's going to try to meet that person where he is. And I feel like there's a disconnect there because um, I remember when we were talking and I was telling you about when, you know, Apple Bottoms was out right. and G-Unit came about. Right. The, those were campaigns for women's butts. Right. And a lot of women 
wanted to be included in that movement and they started to get things done to their butts. And that's just the truth. It's like women saying, men saying that they like a lighter complected woman, right? Um, well, that first of all, isolates the brown skin or darker skin. And second of all, it gave a leg up for the light skinned girls. So now they have this privilege or they feel like, oh, team light skin, you know, or, and now they're saying, oh, we love dark skinned women. And now it's team dark skin. Now, or you say, we love long hair. Well, what if the woman's hair doesn't grow very long? So now we're going to add some extensions because aesthetically and physically, that's what grabs a man's eye, right? So they're doing it. Some men, right. But the thing is, as we're all evolving, we're not understanding what we're mentally doing to the other. That's why I asked you about the beard. You... And now all of a sudden, all the men are wearing beards because women start saying, beard gang, we love a man with a beard. They created a whole movement called beard gang just to entice ladies. So when men say things about women um, doing things to their body and their physical, men are no different. You guys get cars or financially up your game so you can get attraction from the opposite sex it's no different when some women do alterations or change their look to be more appealing to you i do is it self-hatred i don't think it's self-hatred i think that it is people trying to fit in and or give the other what they think they want and if we would all just understand that we would have less of a battle about the physical aspect about, you know, women and men. That's just my opinion. But you know, that's the, that's the crazy part because, you know, even though we're touching base and we kind of slid into the physicality of things, the harsh part of it is we still not even grabbing for the root because the root still isn't even the physicality part. And that's the biggest, <laughs> that's the biggest problem. Biggest problem is that mm-hmm. we, we we get the physical stuff. You know why? Because thanks to social media and thanks to TV and the systematic way that uh, society wants us to view a person. Like how you, you brought up a very good comment. You said, um, you know, light skin girls. You know, and then you have dark skin girls. Then you have team light skin, team dark skin. Then you have beard game. Then you have the locks. Okay, I don't even want to get started with the locks. I have nothing personal against anybody who locks locks. But when that movement came in, there were so many <laughs> statements made about, I don't care what he looked like. If he got locks, I'm with him. And I just used to be like, wait, but you don't know nothing about him. Like, what? You know, it's, it's a generation of what's in. You know, I mean, there's the time that the big boys is in. You know, big boys is in. Then there was a time that basketball players was in. It's like we all go through this phase of what's in and what's not in. And since everybody likes to follow and be up to trend and be up to code of what's going on around them. And, and let me stop saying everybody. Not everybody, because some of us tend to swim in the opposite direction. I'm definitely one of them. But <laughs> it's like we're not even getting to the root, which is the root is how you personally about yourself and then that can exude to the outside and it's so hard because nobody seems to want to deal with themselves and the only way we can get this truth 
abuse really, really happening is a person has to say, this person grew up a certain way, probably. And they probably went through some stuff growing up. Maybe they were told that they didn't dress good enough. Maybe they were told that uh, uh, that haircut doesn't fit them. They have a weird head shape. Maybe they told them your breasts aren't big enough. They would say, oh, you got a flat ass. You know, these are all things that people internalized. And these are things that people have kept and that has hurt them. So Absolutely. as they get older, guess what they start to boost on? You know, oh, they used to say I had a flat ass. Not no more because I got this BDL. You know, so now... I think if there was less promoting of what it is that you changed to be more uh, captivating in the physical eye, I think a whole lot less people would have things to say because now you have to understand when you put it out there like that, people are going to talk. Now they're going to talk anyway, but they won't spot you out if you don't, because I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's some women that got work. Okay. I'm sure there's men that got work. Okay. I'm talking from below the waist. I'm sure there's some, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure there's men that have gotten work to stay ahead of the game. <laughs> really? We aren't even battling the opposite sex. We're battling for position within our own sex. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you hear about that dude that get all the chicks because right. he drive that beamer or he drive that whatever, everybody's trying to aspire to get a beamer because if I get a beamer, I can have all those girls. And then when you so wait, but 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 Azar, yeah. women have the same issues, right? We we have we're battling each other with our looks, and we are definitely dealing with the same dynamics. Right. Why do you you know women want look at this woman with this nice body, and she wants to have it too. She right. wants to be competitive, so because she's getting all the attention, right? Right. So we are really much alike. More than we care to admit, and that's the problem. We have this line drew in the sand where we're saying that we're not alike. We're saying that women are more emotional than men. We're saying that women are too men, too manly. When if you go back to the course of time, it's a balance within yourself, your masculine and your feminine energy. We, we both we both have those aspects, and people don't want to hear that. So when I hear men say, "Oh, this woman is too masculine." And I think to myself, is it that she's too masculine or is it that your masculinity is not strong enough to to push hers out the way? It's like I always I told somebody before I said the masculine portion of a woman that's stronger than a man is like when your father is handing you over in marriage to this man to take care of you. The reason why her energy is so heavy to you, masculine wise, is because yours is not okay. And I'm going to say this and some men might not like this. But sometimes the reason why that masculine energy is more heavier with that woman is because her father, which is her masculine energy within her, is not cool to hand her off to your masculine energy because you're not showing that you're masculine enough. And that's going to hurt some men. And I'm not saying this is in every situation, but in most situations, because I've spoken to some women that have masculine qualities with other men and when they speak to me they give me the room and respect as being the masculine form that I am and I've seen women shut other men down in that aspect right. be like man I, well, just, did- I just told him whatever 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 I don't do that to you because I don't know you just 
you just got this thing with you and I can feel it. So it's an internal thing that we got to get going before we can get this truth correct because people and everybody will fall in their, you know, in their slated area and, and be able to be who they are without hating themselves. And that- so I'm going to say something as a woman, right? Because this is important, what you just said. Um, a lot of men that we may come across, that I may come across, and I'll say we for women, they're very feminine in nature. What They do things that are kind of like, it makes you second guess their masculinity. Like, I don't see... I don't see it to be masculine for men to be arguing with a woman back and forth about things like their eyebrows or their hair. Like, if you don't like that, then why are you even well, keep it moving? You know what I mean? Go for what you like. Like, like we say, if it doesn't fly, let it apply. Doesn't apply, let it fly. But why are you downing a woman who chooses to draw her eyebrows on one? If that's not what you like, just don't go for it. But to me, that's very catty. You know, and let like let the women have their women issues and let the men have their men issues. If you don't like that of your woman to wear weave, then you just wouldn't go for that particular type of female. Well, why put down the rest of the women who choose to do that or they like it? Another thing is um, men who are very uh, vocal about their sexuality or or their alpha male persona right it's almost to me like women look at that like you don't have to say it probably the reason why women say they feel comfortable talking to you is because you greet them with respect you you automatically call them what they are which is a queen now or or you give them that due respect off top, right? Now, if she presents herself as someone who's disrespectful, a little on the ratchet side, then you may even not engage or you may deal with her differently or you may even still deal with her in the strong masculine space that you come from. That's why you're able to, it's almost like breaking a barrier down because Remember the video that we talked about where the ratchet girl was saying she wants man, she wants the man money, she in his pockets, or this, then a third. And I told you, what I tell you, that that woman doesn't really mean that. She's hurt. And she feels like that's the only way she can get through or get that certain attention is by saying these things because she's lost hope. She's at her wit's end. She's in for fear of desperation or form of desperation where she's trying to appeal to anybody. But, and that's been circulating a lot. I don't want to get off the topic, but men and women need to understand that women look to men to be just as masculine as women look for men to be feminine. Because it's it's each of our collectively natural aura. But men also possess feminine qualities and women possess masculine. But it's the balance that is missing. Right. And to me, it's not a it's not an act. It's just in you. Right. Right. right? Yeah. But you said something about fathers and, you know, I don't have my father wasn't really dominant in my life. I was raised by my grandfather and he was the man in my life and, and he displayed himself as a particular man, right. you know, he did things like 
go to work. My grandmother worked as well, but he provided for the house. I've never seen my grandmother disrespect him, you know, raise her voice at him. I've never seen her come out of him, him crazy. You know what I mean? He's the type of man that would get up on Saturday mornings. He would go wash the cars. He would um, go to the, my grandmother didn't grocery shop. And that's another story. But he did grocery shopping and they both each cooked. They took time. So I saw them do a natural balance of things. But the masculine man that he was, the masculine man that he was could not be disputed. And I think that I never saw him yell. I never saw him arguing. I never seen him disrespect my grandmother. And I think that a lot of men don't have those values. So... When you have a feminine acting man come to a woman who knows how a man should be or should act, you get the rejection. Right. And men have egos. I get it. But also self-identifying and self-understanding would eliminate a lot of the disconnect that I see we have as men and women. That's just my opinion on that. So that was just a touch up on what you said about the father issues and things like that. No, you definitely, no, you definitely right about that. And even though those, uh, you know, those, those for some women who do, do suffer those father issues, okay, or big brother issues, or a grandfather wasn't there or anything, there's still a level of masculinity within the woman because, like we said, there's you know you have your feminine and masculine energy. There's still. Um, there's still a, a, an amount of that within the woman that's going to it's going to protect her, and that still becomes like a father figure within her internally. So she internalizes a lot of the strength that she didn't see, and she feels like, okay, this is the cover I have to give myself, and it becomes it almost becomes a, a different persona of her. So when she introduces herself or okay. a masculine man introduces himself to her, that persona is automatically in defense mode because now I need to weigh this out. I need to see right. what you're about. And that's how come I call it like that father energy that, that because it's still trying to make sure that you make a good choice and the balance of the energy, we can take it back. You know, people like to always compare men and women to animals. And I'm, I get it. We do it in some aspect just to try to get a better understanding of what it is that we're talking about. So my favorite animal to compare men and women to is the lion and lioness. <laughs> the lioness don't play no bullshit. She don't play. The lioness will knock the hell out of the mm-hmm. lion. Okay? Out of, out of the king of the jungle. Okay? Because there's a certain amount of rule and masculine energy that she has. You know, she'll take him out over those children. You understand what I'm saying? So we have to understand that there is a unique, a very unique balance. Right. But we do have to respect each other's space and growth. And you have the right to punch in and punch out when you're dealing with somebody. Nobody tells you that you have to stay there and deal with anybody and this Mm -hmm. is where the issues come in because you're choosing to stay and deal with that now you're staying so long now your feelings are getting rotted now you finally get out of it 
And now, like we were talking about the young lady that got up there and was saying all the stuff like, yeah, if niggas just want money, you know, if niggas just want a girl with a fat ass, I'm gonna give them a fat ass and I'm gonna take them, I'm gonna take the money they got, XYZ, XYZ, then you start doing that. And that's and that right there, you're gonna implode. And I call that process you start bleeding all over everybody right. else so when you start taking people who are also in the same position and where they're getting tired of relationships you know, they don't understand I'm getting tired of this I'm just going to do me they hear people like that and they take that as law and they run with it now we have hurt people hurting people <laughs> who are hurting other people and the bad thing right. is hurt people don't look to go hurt other people who are hurt Hurt people look to go hurt other people. Thank you. Because a perfectly fine, healthy person. So now that in that in turn is the tragedy of of it all because men and women and, and I think that men have gotten upset and angry with women for catching on to the idea of hosting multiple men at one time. But they they've They've impregnated our community with that idea, right? For so long, women have, and I'm not saying, let me give a disclaimer. I'm not saying that it's okay for a woman to entertain or host multiple men. I personally believe that it's, if you're with somebody, you're with that person, right? But, and it's a different, it's a difference between dating and in a relationship and it's a difference between marriage and singlehood okay but you would think people have common sense of those concepts but they really don't but that's because men are more competitive when it comes to women we get that we understand right but women have had to deal with men having multiple partners or multiple options and then when when started when women started to do that it's it now it became oh she's you know she's a whore she's easy or you know she's she's not good but men don't hold themselves to the same standard right so when you think about that level of understanding right okay because women are supposed to be looking to men to be the leader you ask yourself what are men actually teaching women right now you have all these women doing as men do because they have no other options. Yeah, and that's funny you said that. That's real funny you said that because for men, let, let, let me let me let me throw a, a little thing out there for for the men real quick. If there is a woman that you are interested in, I'm telling you now, anybody can buy her a Birkin. Anybody can go for red bottoms and perfumes and all of this extra stuff. Okay. If there's something that you could teach a woman and you can protect her, you'll forever be in her heart. And that's not even a lie. I don't care. I don't even care what level no, she's on. I don't care how much money she makes. If you can prove to be consistent in that area and in those areas. And, and see what a lot of people are doing. A lot of men are faking. You know, they're wearing this mask. They go and read a couple of books. And the first thing they do when they meet the woman is they 
jump on with these books and they lead with these things. And then guess what happens in month number six? You don't talk like you used to no more. Because <laughs> no no, because they don't know how to apply what they've learned. It's not. It's not a. It's not who they are. It's. It's what they use this bait, and now the bait is wearing thin. And when a woman spots that in you, which she will, don't think that she doesn't. She's. Now, when men do that as well for women, a man of substance, and a man who has something to offer a woman more than just money, mm-hmm. and he has some stability in his life. He's going to look for the woman to be just as equally intelligent and be the same person she was in the beginning, in the end, or in mid-relationship. You understand? And um, that's something that is interesting that you say, because that there's another comment on that post where men was saying that they want women to become healed from their trauma and not self-sabotage the next man or relationship. And I kind of explained to this person that women don't communicate their emotional traumas or express it to men. And they don't really understand how to express when they're triggered emotionally because it's for fear of men. Using it against them. It's, It's a vulnerability. Right. And those type of women usually meet that man you just spoke of. Yeah, unfortunately. So... I'll, I'll use me as an example. I was in a traumatic, toxic relationship. Never been in one before in my life. Didn't, I've, I've, you know, I didn't know that it would affect me the way that it did. Um, it affected me in a way where I turned and said, I'm going to do just, I'm going a, I'm to a cheat too. Somebody cheat on me, I'm cheating on him back. Right. That was what, I remember the day I said it. And I remember the day that it changed me. So from that moment on, when I made that truth, truth with myself, I got cheated on again. And I cheated back. But what I didn't realize is that me creating that, that energy in my life, I couldn't stop it. So now I became a cheater. Right? right? Now, um, no matter what he do, even if it's something minor, I'm cheating. I, and if it could be emotionally cheating, and it even got to physical cheating. You became the very thing that we hear about in movies. <laughs> and if mm-hmm. y'all don't pay attention to movies, man, pay attention to them lines sometimes because a lot of movies be writing straight truth. And people just don't listen to commentary. But what you said right there, you ended up turning into the very thing that you despised. I did. I did. And I couldn't. And I was so reckless with it. Not reckless where like I was sleeping with a bunch of different men. I don't mean it like that. I meant that I didn't care. I didn't care at that point if that man caught me cheating. Right. Right. So but then. okay, so I did that. Right. I know better. I'm trying to do better. But then I met my match. Okay, I met someone that would cheat on me, would disrespect me, distort my reality. So what I did is I start cheating, disrespecting, and I became uh, the same way. But this fool was crazy. Okay, he was the type of person that was gonna hit you and destroy you, right? And I wasn't no match for that, you know. So 
it flipped my world upside down. So to the point where I had to self-reflect and I had to be like, you know what? I can't go on like this. Cheating is not good. Cheating is not healthy. Cheating is not where it's at. Because you meet the wrong person, you cheat on them, they'll kill you. They'll, they'll, you know what I mean? Like, so it was deeper that than that to me. And not only that, women who cheat are forever looked at in a different light than men who do it. That's true. So I had to gain back my self-worth, self-respect, and realize that I had to deal with that cheating aspect. Right. I'm not tolerating cheating. Because, yeah, it's easy to go back and re-cheat. It's easy to go back and do what you did to me. But the best thing to do is be your best self in a relationship. And if a man cheats on me, he's going to lose. He's going to lose me. Right. right. And I don't have to stick around for that. So I, I say that to say that we have a lot of men and women battling like that. So calling a truce would be wise, but we have to first understand how we got here in the first place. And we all have to take some accountability. It was nothing more rewarding than my, the person that I dealt with that was abusive and was toxic tell me after our relationship ended that he respected me and that he understood where I came from. And I was able to say to him, I understand where you come from. Although it was toxic and it wasn't right. And I, and I hope that he learned from some of the things that he brought to the table, the insecurity, the jealousy. And it was a lot of it dealing from the fact that he was such a bad cheater. He was such a a promiscuous man. Right? right? Meeting me, the opposite, who just had was at the end of her robe dealing with men like that. We were like a, a terrible mix, like a perfect storm. So I was able to take accountability and self-reflect. I was able to alter my mindset and understand that this mentality came from my hurt and my trauma, but I can fix it. And life is, life is better now as far as cheating, but then you have emotional traumas. Then you have mommy and daddy issues. You have the remnants, you have the remnants of everything else that is mixing and stirring the pot and what it's doing is it's creating a a portion within you that people like to grow older with and call a character trait exactly highlighting like i'm xyz and xyz but i'm i'm a this and that and that and And i said something not too long ago on my post on instagram i said you know just because you admit to what your flaws are doesn't mean anything if you're not putting the action in to attempt to heal just like i hate the memes that go around that say the worst meme in the world for me is come to me healed what we are going through so much stuff there's things within us that we don't even know yet until somebody opens the door to those emotions and feelings and you tell somebody to come to you heal, that's very hard. We're dealing with damn near pandemics, people dropping every day. We're dealing with work issues. We do, we're dealing with all of these different things. Nobody is going to be healed. We are continuously healing. The 
only thing that we learn to do mm-hmm. is we learn to accept what we can't change and try to find a way to still push through life and hope that when we meet someone and we explain to them because in order to truth you must be transparent you have to be as amen as yes 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 learned, and that's one thing about me there's nothing that I'm speaking about that I haven't experienced or that I'm not, I haven't gained wisdom and clarity from because these are the life lessons that I learned. I'm not a, 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 a Kevin Samuels. I'm, I'm not a Derek Jackson. I'm not, I'm not these people who get up here and who put this front up to feel like they're in such a, a, a God-like position when it comes to these topics because you don't know their shit. You don't know their dirt. And then when their dirt comes out, then they're running to hide because now they done said all of this stuff, but they didn't tell you the full details, Mm -hmm. which is the reason we are so good at the things that we do and expressing and saying the things that we say is because we either went through it, seen somebody who went through it, and we are trying to recover from it ourselves because every time we are teaching others, We are blatantly teaching ourselves. If your ego isn't too big, every time you teach somebody, you should be gaining something back if you're dealing with the right crowd and the right people. So in order for this truce to work, everything that you and I have said right now, as far as your inner work, that mask, that pain, that hurt, you don't have to say everything. We don't have to get on women about their... Now, if you're my woman personally, I will make a comment to you if I see you come out with these eyelashes and certain things and I say, baby, that looks great on you, but you know you don't you don't really need that for me. I like you how you are. I love it. I love what you look like naturally. And to most women, they'll say, oh, thank you, baby. I... I'm glad you said that X, Y, Z, but they might still wear it. At that point, as a man, you have to let that down and understand that she feels good doing that. Now, you have the option to support her when she does that feeling good, or are you going to make it an issue? And if it becomes an issue, then you probably didn't pay attention to her enough during the relationship to understand why it's an issue. So... In order to call this truth, we must pay attention to one another, right. observe, and maybe sometimes it's because you're dealing with so many people at one time, you don't know what to focus on. This is how I'm not a big advocate of that's, a, that's, that's a true fact. Of, uh, this new style of dating, and I'll tell you why. The new style of dating for me mm-hmm. is. I hear people talk about multiple people and all we do is go out and we have fun. And of course, a lot of people are going to throw away or keep away the fact of maybe they're having sex with some of these people, blah, 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 blah. But I always tend to ask a person, how transparent are you with the other person about the other three people that you're dating? Like how transparent are you? Because I'm sure if you told them some things, but they'll be like, oh, you don't need to worry about that. Uh, yes, or, or or let me stop you because some men will say, I don't care 
and they, they're completely telling a false truth when they say, I don't care about who, who you talk to besides me. Just keep, you know, make sure you answer my call or make sure you respect me when they're not being truthful with themselves, when it absolutely does bother them. And they absolutely don't want this person to talk to this other guy or see this other guy. But men pretend and act like they're cool with it, but they're not. And then that's where the resentment and the anger comes in. And even to the point where men have already, they'll, they'll self-eliminate. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely because. It, but still entertain the woman. Yeah, yeah, they'll entertain it because now it's it's turned into a well, you know what? I might as well just get what I can get now. And then, exactly, but that's not transparent. This is, this is what this is. How come I do not like the, the 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 new style of dating? I remember when dating used to be, and this is how come I whenever I would talk to a woman and want to do a dating thing, I would say, Are we dating exclusively? That's what. That's my biggest question because if we are exclusively, then there is no Tom, Jerry, Jack. There is none of these. It's just. Then the, you might as well call it a relationship. You know so many people are so scared that these are the, these are the these are the borderlines that we work with now to try to help work with somebody through what they're feeling. And then truthfully, sometimes they probably just don't need to be in a relationship. And some people say that. Now, I've been in positions where I've tried to court somebody before that said that they weren't, they didn't want a relationship. But it was clear that we had a connection. It was clear that I wanted to deal with them. But whenever they would say to me, I really don't, I really don't know if I'm, I'm built to have a relationship. I wanted to be the one to be able to let them know that it's all right and you can. And sometimes we do pit ourselves in those positions. And then in the end, you still end up getting hurt because now you put yourself in a position trying to gain ground with somebody who who is obviously already telling you, and this is where it comes to the point where we need to listen. So, so let me ask you a question. You and I'm going to ask you about the statement you made about the woman and the eyelashes and and paying attention to your to your woman. Well, women, we pay attention to our men as well. So if you say you personally don't like eyelashes, and we're going to use that as an example, but your woman is paying attention to you, right? Now, wait, Men are wait, visual. Wait, wait, wait. Now let's don't say, because the way I speak, I would never say I don't like it. I would always say something to the lines of, that's not, that's not all. And it still looks good on you, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm cool with X, Y, Z. That's how I speak. Because I'm cautious of my words. Okay. They, right. Because you don't want to hurt her her feelings or make right. her feel rejection or or that you're not approving of her her look. I okay, I understand. Now, I'm not gonna use you as an example because you made your you made it very clear that you build your woman up. Right. If if women or if the listeners are understanding, this is the type of man that he is. He's gonna build his woman up. He's all about emotional intelligence and not everybody thinks like that. Men and women alike. So you're looking at a picture, not you for say, but a man is looking at a photo because they're intrigued by physical in their sights. So they're uh, they are absolutely in love with Rihanna. She is their favorite. Like she's just so dope to them. She have on eyelashes, weave, a ton of makeup in the picture. Yeah. Your woman is looking at you and seeing that you like that. I get exactly where you're going with this. Go ahead. Yep. 
right? So you're going to tell me that it's okay for Rihanna to do it and you can love her, but I can't do it and you don't want me to do You want me to be natural. I mean, I'm literally telling you the comments on the thing saying that men like women how they were born. That's not true. Actions are showing otherwise. And this is exactly this is where the, the this is where the gray line and the lack of, of of transparency comes into play. Like you saying this, like you could be a man that says, No, I'm not I don't care if my woman has a big butt or not, but if your woman is going through your activity, she's seeing you liking all these big butt pictures, then I mean what is that? What is that saying? It's going to make them feel insecure because it's like, okay, you telling me this, but then you doing that, you know. And I and this is why I'm so glad I've never been since I was born. And you can go back and ask my sisters. <laughs> I've since I was a youth, and I used to see people fall crazy on the floor over these superstars or these stars, actresses, actors, and oh my gosh, he can choke me any day. And I'm like, y'all have a really thin mind between what you accept and what you don't accept because you would let somebody who you might think is not attractive do something and be ready to hang them and then somebody that you find attractive get away with it and we have this two-sided thing some people have this two-sided thing where now nah, I don't want my man to take his shirt off or wear gray sweatpants but I'm gonna go on Instagram and like every man that wears gray sweatpants and has a shirt on it's the same thing. Like, okay, so what are you saying? You saying that you don't want me to do it because you don't want other women to be attracted to me in that in that style and manner? Because that's what some people do for men and women. Nah, but see, my intention with that is I need my woman to understand that, baby, you beautiful to me regardless. You minds. I love you. This is this this is my unconditional love for you through physical and all of that other stuff. So whatever you put on, you always gonna be bad to me. Those other women can't compare to you. I don't care about no Rihanna's and Beyonce's. Right. Anymore. And this is me speaking clear truth. I've never been that type of person. Never. You know why? Because I don't know shit about that person. I'm closer mm-hmm. to you because internally I know you. Physically, I know you. I know your body. I've touched your body. I'm on you. I'm with you. You is me. You see me, they see you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This person on TV, this 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 surface that you see is not even, you don't know nothing about this person. So why are you going crazy Google Gaga over somebody that, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. So let, let me ask you, because I'm listening to you. And I'm, I'm getting an understanding of your mindset and your thought process, which is very attractive. And I'm sure a lot of women, they appreciate that. But what was your upbringing like? <laughs> my upbringing was my father wasn't around. My mother was very masculine, feminine. I would say more masculine at the time because of like you spoke about before, she had to do things that she did. I watched my mother work two jobs, walk to work sometimes. Even my senior year in high school, when I was um, playing football, I was getting all of these looks from colleges and she wanted me to stop so I could work to help support the home. It was, <clears throat> I watched my mom get hurt a lot. Um, I've been through uh, physical, physical abuse myself as a youth. Um, I watched my mom get abused when I was younger. 
also um, I didn't see the display of proper relationship between man and woman I didn't see that and this is how come I can't take every person okay. saying that oh because I didn't have my father around or my mother wasn't around to teach me look there's a certain part of your life that you have to take control because if you don't you will start to be that victim person and you will embrace that in everything that you go through you will always be the victim my goal was different I wasn't going to be my father I was going to be there for my family I was going to be there for my children I wasn't going to hit my mom I was going to show her every day that I love her somehow, some way I was going to pay attention to her because when you don't pay attention to her other people are paying attention to her and then you get mad because they're paying attention to her how? what do you do? Do you know her favorite color? Do you know what's her favorite team? Do you know what's her favorite food? Do you know what's her favorite snack? See, everybody can go for this mm-hmm. big stuff. Any woman is going to love a car. Oh, you bought me that new. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, any, any woman is going to love a million dollars. But it's that little thing. It's that little thing that stays important to them. So let me, let me, let me, I'm going to interject and just touch on the little thing. Now, I had this conversation yesterday because women, there's a a different thing going around where women are more superficial and they want the money. They want the man with the financial this, they they say this, right? And if a woman heard you saying that, one of those kind of women, they would just say, he broke. Right? So they're going to say that this man that's looking at the more sentimental meaning of a relationship and, and looking beyond the material point point of view, they're going to say, oh, he's just talking like that because he broke. Mm-hmm. Right? But when I see women that say stuff like that, it breaks my heart because to me, they're the broke ones. Right? right? Because money in my lifespan comes and goes, right? I've had a lot of it. I've ha- had none of it. Right. And it wasn't until I got to the age I am now, which is 43, that I realized that my relationship with money is directly tied to my mindset and my habits. Right. It has nothing to do with... So I, I'm not going to even ask for a man to be in my life with a lot of money when I don't even understand the value of it or respect it or have it on my own. Right. But a lot of women don't think like that. So when you talk like that and you say, you know, you know her favorite color, you know, I think you're speaking to a healed woman or a woman. Listen, I don't knock the next woman for wanting a man to make six figures or, or if dollars are what moves her and that's what she likes. But if you have a man like that, you might going to lack in some other areas. He may not be emotionally in tune with you. He may not know your favorite color. He may not be interested in the real you because he's got dollars to make. Of course. Right? So it's the balance that's missing in relationships. And I think that people don't understand that. So in order for us to call a truce, what we need to automatically do is date and relate in our class with like-minded people. That's it. 
So your transparency of who you really are needs to be set from from the gate. It has to be what leads. It has to be what leads. That way you can attract what it is that you need to that you need to attract. Because you have to understand once you open up that energy field within yourself to attract everybody, what's going to come to you is exactly that. Everybody. So you're going to have a, a very very rigorous. Um, reviewing process, interviewing process. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to really have to pay attention to who it is trying to court you. And like you said, I say those things that I said just now and in about 90%. Well, I don't want to give percentages because I, I don't know every woman's thought in the world, but uh, I know a good percentage of women would instantly say exactly what you said. He broke. But see, the thing is, a man is never broke. A man puts it where he wants to put it. And if that's your approach, then of course, he's going to be, yeah, I'm broke. <laughs> I'm broke, baby. You ain't, you ain't even got to look over here. I'm definitely mm-hmm. broke. But I, I will tell you this. When you deal with men like that, that are uh, emotionally intelligent, they know how to move like they need to move. And I'm not saying that men with money don't, because then that would make it seem like I have something against men with money. My thing is this, if I was a man with a whole bunch of money, millionaire, billionaire, whatever, I would still be the same type of man because that's my build. And every man. Right, your character. It's your character. And money, well, some money changes character, but not all. Because those characters are not, they're flawed. Those characters are flawed and can change easily. I'm not a very easy person to change. I'm very, I'm very stubborn and bullheaded. I'm very stubborn and bullheaded, and not in a bad way. And for every reason that pops up in a bad way, I'm always working on it. And I'm not afraid to be called out on it because I'll call myself out on it. Also, I'm definitely not afraid of accountability. But the approach to the physical stuff is that's what's hurting a lot of women and men right physical stuff because men are prone to going out and doing stuff. Okay, I'll give you a great example. Somebody posted a meme one day and said men will go out and buy 300 $400, $500 chain, $700 sneakers, $500 belt, $300 pant just to pick up a woman who might have borrowed her shoes from her friend, borrowed a blouse, wearing a dress that she made herself, and went to rainbows and cop. And this is not saying that this there's anything wrong with a woman doing that, but she's leading more of what she has to give as far as her personality and her looks are concerned than what this man is giving. He's going out there to throw money in the air because, of course, if you see me throw money in the mm-hmm. air, you're going to come over. So the leading, it's, 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 that's where the break is. The break is if men would stop making women think it's all about her looks, and women would stop making men think it's about their money, and then both sides fall into that psychological uh, 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 destruction of themselves because now they think this is what I have to do. The only way a woman is going to pay attention to me is I got to make six figures. The only way a woman is going to love me is if I take her mm-hmm. take her out every night. And, and I, I just seen a, a video yesterday. A woman said, if you see me in a bar and I'm with my friend, you got to buy me and my friend. Or you don't need to buy or you don't need to come over here. If you broke, just say yeah. that. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So that's 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 a that when you share that with me, I was I remember I said that I, certain things I just I don't like, even uh, entertain. Yeah, but see, this is the type of thing that and 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 I try to do what you do. I try to stay away sometimes. But some things for me, I'm, I'm just I'm an Aries, so I'm very passionate about some things, and some things is just so ignorant. And I'm just like, first of all, if I send you a drink, it's because I'm interested in you. Do you want me to be interested in you and the other five women that's sitting at the table? I'm going to do the same thing for them that I would do for you. What does that speak for me? Exactly. Or what does it speak for her to even suggest that? Because I'm going to tell, I'll tell women any day this story. I remember when I was younger and this guy liked me a lot and he bought me some sneakers for my cheerleading uniform. So I took him, I was like, well, can you buy my, my friend these same sneakers or whatever <clears throat> so he bought them because he liked me but my friend she was like damn so she liked him too mm-hmm. now my thing was um i'm not gonna sleep with him because i was still like real young and like virgin like so i wasn't having sex but she went over she she sucked him off and everything and I couldn't understand how he was hearing that I was talking to this other dude at my school. So I'm like, who is telling him about this guy? Like, how does he know what was going on with me at my school? Because he went to a different high school. Learned this lesson early on. And the, what really was, was she thought by giving him some butt, some ass, that she was going to get all the money and he was going to be like, I like her now. But no, really what it was, was he still liked me. He was just, he just used her for information. And so she, what she ended up doing was sleeping with him. And he ended up being mad at the things she was telling him. And he was telling it back to me. And I lost a friend and a man, you know? So it's not wise for if a man is interested in you, ladies, if you're listening to expect him to treat your friends, how he treats you. I would be the friend that would buy my friend's drink. If somebody came in and bought me a drink and I just had some broke friends or they just was thirsty like that, I'd be like, okay, he bought my drink. I'm going to buy y'all rounds. You know what I mean? Like, keep it fair. I mean, if they're not getting it, but them the type of females that have dudes that come up to their nice friend or their attractive friend and be mad because they're not getting the same attention. So, and from the looks of that chick in that video, she's that girl. Yeah, she she was definitely looking like that girl. That- right? She's that girl that, you know, um, I don't know. That's why I, I, I don't have a lot of female friends. And that's why I would go to a bar alone. Right. Um, especially if I'm looking to meet someone. Um, and that's the thing. Like, a lot of people don't understand the rules of engagement. engagements. Yeah. Oh, I love that. But okay, so we're gonna. I'm a. I'm a ping that note. Rules of engagement. Those things should be made clear from the jump. I'm only. I'm only going to engage with people who understand the rules. And that, and you know what? That right there. That should be the highlight to starting this truce. The first thing. Well, one of the first things is dealing with your inner self, and then engage those who are engaging with your same energy, frequency, spirit, soul, whatever you want to call it, only move towards those people because we just have to admit to ourselves that everyone 
is not ready for what it is that we're trying to do because we are all learning on different levels. You know, you have some people who are on staircase two who is just now entering the phase of really starting to love people. And then you have somebody on staircase 12 who done been through three relationships and two failed relationships and one that they about to get out of. So of course the thinking pattern is going to be a different wave. So I would say stay in your in, in your area because when you try to go outside of your area, this is where the information becomes very, very confusing. And the words that we always have to remember is be careful with people with too much ego. Be careful with people who are who feel they are entitled to shit that they did not work for yet. Okay, entitlement, that's another one. When somebody comes into something and they, they just feel, I feel entitled and it's your obligation to make me feel comfortable. Okay, this is not a you thing. This is a we thing. I've been through stuff just like you. So let's 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 get back to the level. And then, of course, with all that being said, accountability. Accountability. Men and women, listen, you have to take accountability for your actions and understand and be able to comprehend within yourself what it is you're setting yourself up for. Stop acting aloof because most people already understand what it is that they're doing. Stop. Well, I I don't think that that, and we all have them, but I don't think that that is, what I think would be a good idea for a truce would be for, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a difficult thing because some people are attracted to social media for different things. But I think that we're going to have to understand the intention of of what really is happening because it's we're being how do I say this because I don't want to get canceled you know I, I gotta watch what I say because the truth is people are making money off of our pain. divination yeah. and our pain right mm-hmm. but it's almost like a person having a cure for a disease like there's people out here with cancer that refuse treatment right there's people out here who have an uncurable disease and they're not seeking help. So the mind can be sick just as well. Right. So <clears throat> I think that we can keep talking about these things and talking about these topics and, and, and hoping to speak to someone that will listen and be willing to act on what they're learning. Or we, we can start to create real-time solutions like for people that want to see better relationships or that are looking for a certain thing that they have to actively engage in things that will bring that into fruition right Right. so if you're in a group a nasty group on facebook i know they exist and i know men be in those groups with them women with the fat asses and stuff like that get out of that group you, you the same dude they got that you in that group and you looking at these women post their asses and you know you're watching it but then you on my post talking about you want women to have natural bodies right you have to be who you are and you have to accept who you are right right um 
I think that that is one of the direct keys to change. And also, we canceled everybody for all these reasons. Like, we have to start exposing these people. Like that female that you talked about. Mm-hmm. Like, where are the women on there saying, girl, you sound crazy. Someone asked to speak. So let's see. Um, hi, Jables the third. I, I will um, let you in to speak. Um, we're, we'll, we'll be glad to hear your feedback and topics on the conversation. Just know that this is a kind space and we want to keep it respectful. And um, mute your mic when it's not your turn to speak. But I'm going to allow you to come in. Okay. So, um, again, I think that... Hi, how are you? Uh-oh. We don't want that. See, that's the type of ignorance that we're talking about. Like, what the hell? That That really is a human that's running around here. Probably somebody's boyfriend portraying like he's normal, but he's running around on... Spotify at um, 12.28 in the afternoon on here talking crazy. So I'm about to block this person. Let me just, let me block him. Ban him from the room. Who is that, Jables? Yeah, he's he's banned. (laughs) So anyway, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so many ignorant people on social media that we have to be aware that of that and make sure that we are conscious of it. So that's why I told you that I don't engage in certain things. Like if I saw that topic, I would skip it. But I guess you're right. If we're trying to change people and their mindsets, we have to listen to it. Yeah, because you have to know what's going. You know, you have to know what's what's the new bullshit that's going around. You know, you kind of have to. You might not have to jump in there and. and you know, be the one man firing squad, but you need to be privy of it so that when we are on the offense and trying to, we know what areas we need to, you know, that we need to attack because this game of disrespectful relationships to one another and disgruntled men and disgruntled women that are going out there touching other, have you ever seen the movie of Fallen with Denzel? It's that type of thing, you know. Some people yes, yes. is not strong enough to withhold somebody else hitting them with negativity. You know, if you grew up, if a lot of us grew up just and our energy wasn't strong enough, and we just heard bad things all the time about men and women, then guess what? If our energy wasn't strong enough, when we get older, we're gonna be those people. You know, but some of us are strong enough to be able to, and this is where the emotional right. intelligence, spiritual grounding, all these other things are a very, a very, very high trait for a person to be able to have. For you to be able to sit back and watch these movies that we watch or videos that we see, and all this sexual explicity and, and all of these murders and things like that, to be able to take that in daily and to be able to still walk outside and tell somebody, Thank you, or I appreciate you, or I love you. But you can still be able to do those things. You are working from a very, very high frequency because with all of this bullshit around, you can still be that person. And it's a lot of people who can't. And social media is one of the biggest advocates 
and I hate to blame it on social media because it's not really social media. It's the people that are on. It's, you know, it's just like when we talk about the world. When people say, oh, I hate this world. I wish I wasn't here. Well, it's not really the world. The world is fine. It's, yeah, it's your experience and the people within, within the world that are... It's know, your experience. These things. So we're going get... to... I don't think, okay, I want to like move on to the next topic about how we can call a truce. Women, Black women, we are suffering at the hands of Black men with violence. Um, I don't know if you saw the young girl that was killed and her two-day-old two baby was thrown into the river by her, her by the father of her daughter. Then you see the man uh, kill his ex-wife, his girlfriend, and then kill himself. Uh, you see the you see this every day. And then, but these people are portraying normal lives on social media as if they are um, sane human beings, right? And then you say that it's not a social media problem or not directly, but I think social media has made it uh, to a degree easier to see inside of the minds of a lot of people. So... Otherwise, we wouldn't have known. Like, we won't know how a person thinks because Facebook says, share your thoughts. So now people are just on there sharing memes and sharing thoughts and they're letting you know what they think. And see, this is how come I never, ever, my social media, I always tell people, you're going to get to know me a little by my social media. But if that's the only thing you're going to go off of, then you'll never know me. I'm not, I'm, I'm a very private person and people should learn to be a little bit more private with themselves because it these social medias have become the perfect mask for narcissists and murders murderers and people who lack sanity correct you know, it's the perfect playground you know i put up this front i put up this picture i show this off a little show this money and you know even like you said you know with, with women being flown out and killed places where they're flown out to you know this is and even men on the other hand are going out to places to meet women and getting set up and getting robbed like these are things that are actually happening yeah i agree i agree and if there there's some wickedness in the world there are some people who are just extremely broken and lost and i understand that but as far as us having a truce you know i'll give you an example like uh, I don't know if you follow Wallow267 on um, social media, but he had posted something recently uh, today. In fact, like get you right, bro, like your health, your identification, your finances, your living, your vehicle before you even think about stepping to a woman's life. Right. So you have men telling men this like and we I think we talked about this, like the love versus the position or how you're you're faring in society before you step to a woman and then the women like you said men are taught to ask a woman for love right or get a woman to love you and then you know everything else is will come to that like she'll love you in a cardboard box but then then you have men telling men to get your money up right right we're confused Right? Because I've dated men with lots and lots of money and it's the most loneliest thing in the world. Right, because they have 
most I told I told some women that some men that have and like I said I have to say some because I'm sure there are some sensible men out there who do have money also but um I always say when you have everything people are for some people people are very easy to replace you know I don't take the time and go through you maybe saying oh I felt lonely because you didn't come home at 10 30 like you said oh well I was out I mean what you worried about I came back right you know you start getting attitudes like that Mm -hmm. and you end up wanting to leave it alone because you start thinking to yourself there's nothing that I really add to this man except the fact that I'm in his bed he pays people to clean his house he can have a personal cook he has a car he has a job he makes money he can travel when he wants to he could probably have any woman he wants. And these are the thoughts that go through the heads of people who deal with people with money. And while they're revolving door, it's their turnaround is so heavy because nobody is sticking to to learn themselves. You understand what I'm saying? A situation yeah. like that, his woman would, could probably teach him something. Like, you know, if you have somebody you love waiting for you at home, why are you, you know, why are you doing that, baby? Well, you know, you know, if you get a man who explains to you, now you might be cooking with someone. But Correct. I'm making a certain amount of money. I ain't gotta explain shit to you. <laughs> that's 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 some men's approach with money. And and it's the same thing on the opposite side with some women. Babe, I missed you. Like, where were you at? I was calling you and stuff. And I told you I was out with my girls. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I knew I, I just was you know, I just wanted to check on you. Crazy shit be happening. Well, you be worrying too much. Now, a woman that could talk to you like that because she's in a position to take care of herself, she don't need you. And if you left tomorrow, I'm sure there's five other niggas waiting. I see. And that's the thing with um, with with relationships. It's almost like putting your hand in the fire. Mm-hmm. And um, I think uh, I think that I know people who go after things that are not good enough for them. I hate to say it that way. But it's almost like if you know that this man is out of your caliber or your league, why are you even entertaining him? Because you're you're putting yourself in a position to be hurt. You can't keep up the facade for so long. And the same with men. You know, um, I, there are men who will go broke trying to court a woman or date her financially and then fall short or they put themselves in a bind and then now they're mad because it didn't work out but they they invested too heavily into the relationship right right and you know it's crazy you said that because that's that's true we don't know when to when to stop sometime and i had this conversation too and it, it was a painful conversation for me when i had it truthfully because I grew up on a different type of love, mm-hmm. you know, the, the way I think about love and, and the experience of it and what it should be. And this is how come we got to go through this reset. And the person I was speaking to, um, I uh, follow her on Instagram, uh, goddess of the land. And she dropped a meme one day and it says something like, you know, why do men go after uh, women that's not on their level? And now when I first seen it, I'm like, on your level, you know, ego took place as soon as I seen it. Like, what? On your level, like, what you, <laughs> you know, what you mean? What's, what's, what level are we talking about? But when I spoke to her and she broke it down, and I was like, damn, you're making sense. 
Like, right. if a woman knows what it is that she wants, or a man knows what it is that they want, no matter how frugal it might sound to you, no matter how surface it might sound to you, and some of it is, is deeper than that. Some of it is like, I want to buy land. I want a house. I want a legacy for my children. You know, I want somebody who's headed in that direction already. We get a little upset because when you're not there, you're like, well, damn, you know, well, give me a chance. You know, let, let me try. But mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is they're past that point of taking people who are trying and they're ready to to be at that level where they want people who are already in the process. And we have to understand that. And we don't like being turned down. And that was kind of painful for me to hear at the time. Because I'm like, damn, I'm a good dude. You know, this is what I, this is what I say to myself. I'm a good dude. I, I think I got some good qualities. You know, that it starts making you question yourself. But, but, but people who are emotionally intelligent are going to do those things. You're going to question yourself at a time when you hear something like that. Myself, and I come to a point that I agreed with her. I said, you know what, you're absolutely right. Nobody should have to um, take something that or accept somebody that they don't they don't match up with just because. And this is love is changed and it's progressed and it's evolved into something else. We used to hear the word love, we used to think it was about hugs, kisses. And uh, you have to be clear when you say that, because what's under that umbrella could be a whole host of totally different host of things. So because everybody receives and feels love differently. Right. So understanding yourself is the most important thing to relationships. And then realizing that that is what it's going to take to to sustain it. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I mean, we've been on here for like an hour and 39 minutes. It's literally like the longest podcast ever. But I mean, we have, to be honest, to call a truce and to break this down, we're going to have to do it in in steps because it's not going to happen overnight. Right. Right. The conversation that we have to have with each other has to be in a safe space. It has to be somewhere where we all can feel like we're received in a loving and respectful way. And it can be transparent. Um, I'd like to invite you to do a part two to this conversation. um, If you're willing, because I think that we can definitely bring it back and invite more people in. And maybe we can open up for like-minded people to chime in and, and maybe have a discussion with, you know, some of your, your listeners, you can get them ready on your podcast and I'm gonna let you tell everybody where they can find you. And then I'll bring some of mine and we can come together and we can talk about this in a, in more depth. Right. You know, I know we pushing for time, but we, we didn't really mean the football. When you start flowing, sometimes it just kind of flows. So I'd definitely be um, interested in doing a part two. And um, for those that are following, uh, if you do have Instagram, um, my name on there is echoes underscore of underscore greatness um i do go by the name adars ayer by 10 um if you want to know what that means you probably have to run back to the podcast after it's up up you'll get a chance to hear 
relationship stuff, love stuff, and definitely calling the truth is an onion. There's so many layers. And believe me, I'm sure once you guys listen to the full thing, you will probably say, they missed this, they missed that, they missed that. We know, believe me, we, we only have a certain amount of time and we could really talk on this subject for probably a week straight and still not uncover everything. Absolutely. So what I think we're going to do is do a part two and then a part three and we'll see how it goes. But I think um, we, we cover some ground. At least we got the fundamentals and the basics. We understand that there is a disconnect in our expectations of each other and how we see each other. And we know that we know we know we see each other differently, men and women. We also know that we also think a lot alike, right? And we we share some of the same perspectives. Um, when it comes to submission and women being more feminine, we understand collectively what men want. And I think that that's something that men may miss when they speak to women. Um, we also know that there's some ratchet and some women that are lost and they have terrible mindsets. And I think that that may turn a lot of men off, but at the same time, you have to understand um, what the language is that lady's speaking when she's acting in that way. Um, Because it's not the same as like a narcissistic person or like a man that is capable of killing a woman or hurting a woman. It's, It's more of a woman that's broken who doesn't understand her worth. And same for men who may sleep around or, you know, believe that all women are are not worth much. They're speaking from their hurtful place. Exactly. So, good, good, good. Well, everybody, if you're tuning in, uh, you know you can follow me on Facebook at Conversation and Clarity with Mia Monique. You can also follow me on Instagram at I am Mia underscore Monique. And I'm on Conversation and Clarity every Tuesday at 7 o'clock. I am doing a recording specially here in the green room. So I want to thank Xavier and Terrence for sticking with us throughout most of the show. We really appreciate you guys for listening and tuning in. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends. And um, we hope to see you back when we do part two. And um, it'll be here soon. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, Adar, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. We'll be in touch. All right. All right. Thank you, guys.